All right. We are happy to be coming back with you. We told you in the press conference last night that this week's going to be a unique week for the 94 by 50 podcast. We're going to bring several full episodes, several interviews all in this week and just, you know, try to load up on information and entertainment and inspiration and, you know, all of those things and hopefully a, a couple of laughs along the way as well. So we're going to kick it off on this Monday night with a dear friend of mine, someone that I've known for years, actually had the chance to coach him in football and basketball at Hartzell High School in Hartzell, Alabama. Uh, his name's Jackson Peebles. He now resides in Tuscaloosa, where he works for the athletic department at the University of Alabama and has great insight, super, super knowledgeable guy when it comes to sports and just, just an all-around great dude. His family is one that is near and dear to my heart, one of uh, – you know, just just many families that I've had a chance to build a relationship in through my business, but uh, through the work that I do, and uh, they're just they're just top notch. Uh, just a little free advertisement if you're ever in the Hartsville, Alabama, North Alabama area, and you need some you know, sporting good equipment or whatever, you can go hit up his dad. Dwayne runs a sporting goods store in Hartsville, Alabama, located right there on the highway. So you can you know look them up, let them take care of you. He's the best. Um, that whole family is, and uh, you know they're. they're Youngest son, Brody, is going through some exciting times. His recruitment, he's considered a, a high-level recruit in the 2021 class of college basketball. I know he has offers from Liberty, from the University of North Alabama, from UAB, uh, from Lipscomb, from University of Alabama, Huntsville. I mean, he is a, a big-time player, um, and I know he had a couple of schools on campus today watching him. And he is – you know, I tell people all the time when it comes to Brody, uh, he is the complete definition of self-made. I – uh, one of my biggest pride and joys I have is a letter and a picture with with bro that he wrote me that uh, talking about I guess he was in the fifth grade talking or sixth grade I'm sorry excuse me bro talking about how uh, we had spent two years together I coached his fifth and sixth grade team and you know the love for the game that he developed and the dude is self-made like if you want to see what a big time player and a big time work ethic looks like look no further than Hartsville Alabama go check out Brody Peebles if you're anywhere around any of their games this year he is must-watch television. That entire team and entire program, Coach Farron Key runs, is just is just top-notch. It's high-level to be around. They play the game the right way. They've got some really good players. They're really well-coached. They're just fun to watch. So as high school basketball season approaches, go check out the Hartzell Tigers. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to jump into now the interview. Uh, with there being several episodes this week, I'm not going to just bog you down with you know my things and the the timeouts and the you know all the stuff that we do in our full episodes. I just want to put the put the information out there, put the interviews out there, let you enjoy them, let you take what you will out of them, and then throw another one out there in a couple of days. So, um, as always, appreciate you letting us come through your speakers again. This is Dylan Manel and 94 by 50, uh, the full episode, and we are going to turn this now over to an interview with Jackson Peebles. Let's go. All right, super excited about this next guest. We have, as we talked about, Jackson Peebles with us, coming to us from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Jackson, how you doing? Doing good. Appreciate you having me on. Glad I could finally make it. For sure. No, we uh, had kind of lined this up, and then I dropped the ball a little bit, so you know, you, you did a good job of holding me accountable and, and staying on me, making sure we got this done. So I appreciate that. So Jack's a little bit for our, for our listener base. It, it's kind of spread out all kind of throughout the, the, the Southeast here. And I don't know if you've seen in a couple of different countries now. Um, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> talk to us, tell us a little bit uh, about you, your story, you know, how we like to talk about our people's journeys here, just kind of where you're from, what you're, what you're about. Well, born and raised Hartsville, Alabama. Uh, you know, just, 
sports all my life. It's kind of how our paths cross, you know. Uh, freshman year of football, you were fresh out of high school, I think. Yes, I was. So, I was. A year a year out. I was a year removed. year removed. So, yeah. So, met you through that. Had some good times playing ball at Hard Soul. Baseball, basketball, football, a little bit of everything. And then, you know, always wanted to go to UA. So, you know, I didn't take any college visits or anything. Just as soon as I graduated, you know, I knew where I was headed. Uh, got in Alabama. And that's where I've been for the last three years which is crazy, but it's where I am now. I love all of that. Well, you, know, you talk about before we, before we keep going, uh, um, you know, you talk about Hartzell, our first guest we had on, you know, pretty well, Lawson Schaefer from Coleman. He mm-hmm. talked about, you know, I want to, I want to put something to rest really quick. He talked about the, the cracker barrel in Coleman, which is not too far. <laughs> Can you attest to that being just like the best cracker barrel in the country? Or do you have a little hot take against that? Or how's that work? Well, see, my grandmother lives just right off that exit so i've been to that cracker barrel a lot and that's what i've always heard the murmurs of that was the you know the most uh, highest grossing cracker barrel in the united states and that's what that's what my nana's always told me and she's never been wrong so we'll nana, go with that nana, we're going with nana we're going to stick with her there nana and lawson schaefer <laughs> have the same take so you mentioned going to university of alabama when you left Hartsell high school and uh you know you got there you've had the chance to do some really cool things there you know kind of the job that you're in now different things talk at us a little bit about you know your role there working within the athletic department and what you do there at the university so when i came to alabama I, well I, when i was coming out of high school i thought i was going to be a journalism major because i want to do some sports writing but then uh, after uh, my orientation, you know, when I, when I was a summer before my freshman year, I realized I kind of wanted to go more into the PR route. And so I changed my major to public relations and uh, I did it with two years. And then last year I took a, or my sophomore year, I took a class with a guy who is an SID in the Alabama Athletics Communications Department, works with football and baseball. And he, uh, told me about an opportunity that uh, students could work in that department and get some experience. And so I, uh, I applied and fortunately I interviewed and was able to get it. And last year I had a really good time working there. My main sport was women's basketball. You know, I get to work some football games, some softball, a little bit of everything. And then uh, this year I'm fortunate enough to get to do men's basketball first year with uh, Nate Oates at the helm. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be, and, and you know, if, if people don't know you, they should know that we're about to talk a lot about sports and kind of all variety. It's kind of kind of your thing. And well, you mentioned you know Coach Oates there, the new the new head man in Tuscaloosa. And what has kind of the vibe been there in in Titletown as as Coach Oates has came in? And uh, you know, I know their social media and everything that I see from the outside looking in looks like he's just brought a a, a shot into the arm of energy to that basketball program. Yeah, for sure, he's very energetic and you can just you can feel his vision for the program and you know he's kind of been a guy he's won everywhere he's been you know he's not very far removed from just being a high school coach but you know he's got a really great offensive mind you know when he was at Buffalo you know I think they won 32 or 33 games we're in the top 25 you know for whole season where they upset Arizona everybody knows that and you know they're just really fun style of basketball run and gun you know, shoot a lot of threes, you know, really kind of that, you know, the encapsulation of the modern game of basketball now that 
everybody in the NBA and college seems to be going to. Yeah, I know it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I know there's a lot of people really excited about it, and I think rightfully so. I think everything I've seen is just he's the real deal and going to do it the right way. So, you know, we'll, we'll change gears a little bit here, staying in that school and talking about the thing that everybody recognizes, the the brand of the University of Alabama. The football team started off, you know, not maybe not the strongest schedule, but started off 2-0. and what's, uh, what's some of your takes on the Crimson Tide? It's hard to have bad ones, I guess, right now, but uh, what's kind of been your, after two games, just your, your outlook on what you think about those guys moving forward? Yeah, a lot of I feel like a lot of Alabama fans like to nitpick and you know try to find things because you know in the grand scheme of things you know there's not a whole lot of things wrong. So Alabama fans try to nitpick and find things wrong, but I just like to sit back and watch Tua and Jerry Judy and Najee Harris and all the rest of those receivers. Just I mean I don't know if Alabama's ever had skilled players like that. You know, and combine it with the defense that they've got, even with the injury of uh, Dylan Moses. You know, they were able to slide Shane Lee in there, and he's been really productive so far as a true freshman, which is really impressive. And, you know, they got a decent road test coming up. Uh, South Carolina's quarterback, Jake Bentley, is going to be out for the season, but a lot of people were pushing for his replacement to be the starter before the season. So uh, he's a really talented kid. So that'll be an interesting game, you know, tough place to play. The last time Alabama went there was all the way back in 2010, and they got beat. So South Carolina's the only team has a winning streak over Alabama right now in the SEC. That's kind of wild. And, you know, I think I heard uh, late in the in the broadcast of the New Mexico State game, uh, one of the analysts said that Nick Saban has never won at Williams-Brice Stadium, never won in Columbia. I mean, I know they don't play there every year, but that's kind of mm-hmm. bizarre to think that there's a stadium in the SEC that Nick Saban's not won a football game in. Yeah, that is that is really bizarre. And that's not the one that, you know, if that was a trivia question, that would not be the one somebody would probably guess. But, you know, that's – it's a really underrated environment. You know, they've got the sandstorm going, and, you know, it's tough to play in there. And they might not be as good as they were in the Spurrier days, but, you know, it's still a dangerous game, and you got to be ready. Who is, you know, who is somebody? And I think, I, you know, there's pretty popular answers here. And, you know, I know LSU had the big primetime game this past weekend, but talking about environments and teams in the SEC, like who's somebody that you look at as, as the tide schedule rolls on that, you know, you kind of circle the game and go, okay, if we can get this one, I feel really good. Well, I know they just they just lost, uh, but they lost at Clemson. But it's Texas A and M. You know, I've been to a game at Kyle Field two years ago, and it was just an unbelievable environment. And they weren't nearly as good as they were now. And they still, you know, they had it within a possession in the fourth quarter. You know, they had us on the ropes. So I think that's going to be probably the toughest road test this team faces because maybe until Auburn. But, you know, that's I think that's going to be a tough game if they can get past that. And they've got LSU at home. That'll be a big. It'll be a big matchup, maybe two undefeated teams, but that A and M game on the road, I think, is going to be tough. No, I'm I'm with you, and I think you know it's kind of uh, people may look a little bit past it now just because they got beat at Clemson. I mean, you go to you go to Clemson and you play early in the season, and you only lose. I know they scored a late touchdown, but you only lose them by 14 points. Like that's nothing to nothing to 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 laugh at. Like that's a that's yeah. a tough game to go play in at Clemson and early in the year. And so uh, I'm with you. I think there's a reason early in the year everybody was kind of circling the A and M game. So I think that's uh, validation that you kind of know. What you're talking about a little bit, Jax. Um, all right, so we'll 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 pivot here and we'll talk in a little different sport and we'll get into the professional world uh, of baseball. I know uh, 
anyone that, that doesn't follow you on Twitter needs to go do so. It's a, it's a great feed and, uh, you know, you're always pumping out good stuff, but huge Braves guy, uh, you know, pro baseball. I'll be the first to admit, I don't know hardly anything about it. So kind of, you know, educate us a little bit what's going on in Braves country. And, uh, I, I guess they're, they're doing pretty well right now. Yeah, they're doing really well. They just, just snapped, they just had their winning streak snapped yesterday. They had won nine in a row, but you know, it's been a really fun year because it's, I love the Braves. I follow them. You know, I watch mostly every game, and you know, I think this is probably the best Braves team of my lifetime. You know, staying locked. You know, they've had some really good teams. You know, with Chipper Jones and Andrew Jones and those guys. But you know, just the the way they play and how fun they are to watch, and you know, the, just they're so relentless on offense. And you know, coming into this season, they were kind of criticized by me too for not addressing some needs, whether it be in the bullpen or, you know, some other positions. But, you know, they really, even after a slow start, they've just been on fire since about the month of June. And, you know, they've really just been tearing through their opponents. And I think they've got a shot in the postseason. You know, earlier in the offseason, I wouldn't have even come close to predicting, you know, a World Series run. But I definitely think that's something on the table. Well, and, and again, pretty much 99% of my Braves knowledge comes from, from your Twitter page. Um, I know, you know, one guy early during free, they, they made the big signing of Josh Donaldson, paid him a lot of money. I think there were some people out there that maybe questioned that, but uh, from the way it appears, he's kind of proven, you know, worth the investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, it was criticized mainly by a lot of Braves fans. You know, they, they saw the, you know, his age, he's 33, and they saw that, you know, he's been hurt. He hasn't really he hasn't played a full season since 2016. You know they saw it, and they really saw that they saw the number at 23 million for one year, and they're not like you know that could have gone to the bullpen, you know whatnot. And it was a really kind of unpopular move with Braves fans, and only grew more unpopular as he struggled in the first month. But ever since then, he's been just destroying baseballs, and it's been really fun to watch because he's brought a dynamic to the team of. You know, he's, he's a really overly confident guy, and for good reason, because he's really good at baseball. But, yeah, yeah he's kind of brought that sense of confidence to the Braves that they didn't have last year. Yeah, well, that's uh, – again, anything that I know about pro baseball, I pretty much attribute to you. So, uh, just what whatever you retweet and favorite and, and reply to is, is my view of the world of professional baseball. So, who is uh, – you know, who just to educate me, if anything, you know, kind of the, the top teams right now. I guess, obviously, the Braves, you, you pick them with your heart, and I guess they're, they're playing well. But who's the other one or two that, you know, kind of top of the league are running away with the thing? Well, you've got the Dodgers and NL who have been, you know, just on a crazy pace for the entire season. They've been really good all year. You know, they got the pitching and they've got the lineup. And then, uh, so in the NL, that's I think the Braves and Dodgers are in a class by themselves. And so uh, that's that's the kind of the NLCS matchup that everybody's picking. And I think even I would be surprised if that's not what happened. And uh, over on the AL, it's I think it's. The Yankees and Astros are kind of on a collision course. The Astros, were, they've been in the, they've been in contention for the last three or so years. You know, they've got amazing pitching. They traded for Zach Greinke at the deadline. That was a really big unexpected move that went down right as the deadline hit. So he's given them a given them a boost. And the Yankees just have an unbelievable lineup. Even they had a ton of injuries early, and they were just calling up guys from AAA who were just hitting home run after home run. It was really unbelievable. So 
you know, the lineup they have and the pitching that the Astros have, that's, that would be a really entertaining series to determine who gets to go move on to the World Series. For sure. Well, I'll, again, I'll rely on you to, to tell me all about it through social media. So, um, you know, so changing sports again, if you can't tell, we're talking with Jackson, very knowledgeable about it all and, and, and does a great job kind of following and tracking and knowing his stuff. And you have a, a recent uh, confession as a newfound fan of the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm going to I'm going to assume a little bit has to do with your mother, who's one of my favorite people. Miss Nikki uh, is is the biggest Cowboys fan I know. But just kind of tell us the story. You, uh, you know, recent Cowboys guy and they, that big win for them last night on Monday Night Football. How did that come about? Yeah, it was uh, you're right. And assuming that it was mostly her. And, you know, for the last ever since I've really came to college, I've followed them and just so I could talk about them with her. Because you know she doesn't really have any other Cowboys fans to talk to, so kind of you know got into it to uh, you know watch games with her and stuff. And that was about the time when you know they had that really good year when it was Zeke and Dak's rookie year. I think they went twelve and four or whatever. They had a really good year. That was really fun. It kind of kind of caught the fever then. And you know I've just decided you know haven't really been a huge NFL guy, but thought you know this year I kind of want to get into it and. Might as well pick the Cowboys since I've been following them and know a little bit about them. So I'm learning. I don't, I don't know them inside and out like I do the Braves, but I think I, I think I'm going to enjoy being a fan of the Cowboys this season. They look pretty good. I mean, I was I was blown away. It was like a, you know, things are not official to their own Instagram or Facebook. I mean, you had the the official post. I was like, man, Jax is a Cowboy now. So um, I, I'll be I'll be pulling for those guys mainly because you do and uh, you guys do. And uh, so yeah, so we'll. We'll move on now. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, you talk about what you've been doing and, and where you've been and where you're from. Kind of what is your aspiration of, of what you want to get to in your career, you know, kind of using, you know, your schooling and the experience you're getting. Kind of what's a, a, a pipe dream of, hey, I'd love to wind up in this type of scenario. Well, I think now I'd really like to work in Major League Baseball. Um, any sport I would really enjoy working in, whether it be collegiate or professional but I just think, like, for me, just working in baseball is either media relations or – because that's kind of what I do now – or community relations or even on, like, the business side of things or even on the front office. That would really be a dream job of mine just to get to work in that sport that I pretty much, you know, think about all the time, watch all the time. That really – that would be really, really fun. And it's definitely something I'm considering Uh after graduation, you know, a lot of teams, including the Braves, have training programs for recent graduates where you can go and work and, you know, you get to kind of see how things work behind the scenes. So that's something I'm considering. But, that, yeah, that would probably be my dream job per se. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll chase away, man. I know if you if you want to get there, you will get there. So we'll do something we do with all our guests here is we we uh, we run the press conference segment every week. Where we debate different topics. A couple of us jump on. It's a lot of fun. And I always like to throw a couple of uh, our questions, our prompts to our guests. And so I'm gonna do that to you. I know. Uh, I, I, all fair, we had talked about, you know, you're not a big serial guy, but our most recent episode, number seven, uh, we did, uh, best tailgate food, favorite tailgate food. And you said, uh, you said you were all in for talking about food. So, you know, what, what is, you know, Jackson Peoples is heading to a tailgate. What's like the must have dish for you? Well, I think it all starts with wings. Yeah. Yeah. You know, big wing guy, you know, so whether, you know, I really think an underrated thing is the smoked wings. 
Yes. You know, a little white sauce. That's a I think that I think that's a good staple. And then uh I think you gotta have some good dips, maybe like some buffalo chicken dip. I think that's my uh my girlfriend and my mom make that all the time and I I can't get enough of it. I'll, I got to eat just bowl after bowl. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, see, you never, I mean, just a good hamburger, hot dogs and brats, maybe. You know, that was one thing, spoiler alert, which you, you just kind of accounted for everything that made the Twitter poll. You, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, Pip took wings, uh, uh, Troy took hot dogs. A little upset hamburgers didn't make it. Spoiler alert, if you hadn't listened to the press conference, hamburgers you know, didn't even make an honorable mention, which is a shame on us. But, um, you know, buffalo chicken dip made it. Rotel dip made it. So, uh, you know, really fun listen. Always like getting, getting y'all's take on that. And then another one that we did, I believe it was uh, episode two, was the hardest sport to be a lead at professionally. And, you know, you played a lot of sports and now cover them collegiately and follow them professionally and have, you know, family that's played and done. You've been around about you've been around or been a part of about every sport there is so in your opinion you know as far as being an elite level professional athlete which one to you is kind of the hardest to get to that's really tough because I think there's a lot of factors in terms of how big you are you know how naturally gifted you are and then like the amount of skill it takes because in terms of you know the natural physical side I mean you probably would say the NFL or the NBA but then in terms of skill you probably say baseball or golf because i mean golf if anybody who's never touched a golf club you know they're gonna look like full out there but you know maybe in baseball or basketball or football they might even if they're a little bit athletic they can you know get by you know look like they're not completely unaware of what they're doing so i think i'd have to go with golf because to be elite at that you've got to be a freak in nature no, that's that's a, a great pick. I think that uh, that definitely made the polls one. If you hadn't listened, you can. But, uh, you know, lastly, and we're going to go back and talk sports, and you kind of hinted at this when you started talking about the NBA. We didn't cover it earlier, but, you know, the NBA is heading into a very interesting time, uh, you know, in, the, in this upcoming season where I feel like there's a lot of parity in the league for the first time. What's kind of your, mm-hmm. your outlook on the NBA, on, you know, maybe a roster that you really like, a team that may be a surprise team? You know, not, not be a surprise. Like, I know, you know, be easy to call the Brooklyn Nets a surprise team, even though they have two <laughs> max players, you know, but it's, it's still the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. So, uh, you know, any, what's, what's some hot takes from Peeves on the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I've kind of been turned off to the NBA, not the game itself, because I still enjoy watching basketball, but just, you know, the whole, you know, the whole thing of it being like, uh, even though the Raptors kind of came out of nowhere, uh, they were aided by some injuries, but, you know, they were a really good team. And, uh, you know, I, th- I would say the Grizz, I would say I'm a big Grizzlies guy, and I think the Grizzlies are going to be, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but with Jaw and uh, Jaron Jackson, that's a really solid duo. For sure. Press conference member Kip Owens is definitely going to appreciate you picking the Grizzlies. He's a big, big Memphis guy. So uh, I, I was a little – I leaned a little bit. I figured you would go that way, uh, you know, in the Western Conference. Who's maybe a, a, an Eastern Conference team that you look at and go, yeah, that's that's the guys to beat right there? Um, I think the I think the Hawks could really make a run. You know, I'm a – I was always a big Trey Young believer. You know, I think anybody who can dribble, you know – Size, who cares? You know, anybody who can dribble and shoot and even pass the way he can, 
you know, he's going to be a game changer. And I always thought he could translate to the NBA. And then, you know, you've got John Collins, who's a, he's a really, really underrated player in the NBA, I think. Really athletic, even super skilled for his size. But I think, I think the Hawks could – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and preemptively pick the Hawks to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to win a series, but I think they're going to sneak in maybe that six, seven, eight seed range right there in the East. We are putting that on the books. You know, that's the second. This has became a popular podcast for people take, making predictions. I know Chase Teichman called a Titans win over the Browns. The Titans go do it. So, you know, we kind of speak things into fruition here. So, uh, good for the Hawks that you, you've called them out. I, I see success coming for them. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's great. Well, um, you know, anything – I do want to kind of cover – uh, for a couple of minutes just for you know people that maybe not have as much of a, a view on kind of what it looks like you're as far as when you go cover a game you go you know say uh, you did you said you did a few baseball games or women's basketball like how much work does it take you know in terms of prepping to to cover a, a collegiate game when you're going to do that and like what your day looks like um yeah it takes it takes a good bit of prep um for like a basketball game, you usually have to get there uh, as a student, like I do, probably you know three or four hours before tip. You know the SIDs are, you know they're working their butts off way before then. You know they're some of the hardest working people in athletics that you know a lot of people don't know about. But uh, yeah, so you know you get there and you've got to get all your stuff set up, and you know during the game you got to really got to be plugged into what you're doing, and you've got you can't miss a beat on anything, you can't let anything. You know, go by the wayside, and so my, my main responsibility last year with women's basketball was uh, writing the recaps that go on our uh, website, RollTide.com. I have a lot of fun with that because I love to write, and I'm looking forward to doing that for men's basketball this year. But yeah, that's kind of the main thing you got to be focused, you know. But you also kind of just sit back and you know have fun with it because it is sports, and you know if you're like me, you love you love sports, and you know to get to be paid to watch a sporting event and to work it and, you know, write about it. That's really a blessing and something I don't take for granted. And I just kind of hope that I can, you know, continue to advance myself and, you know, this career path and hopefully do that for a living. I love it. Well, one thing that – and I'm proud of you that you're getting to do that with the men's basketball. is going to be exciting. One thing that I'm going to miss is turning over to watch the Tide play and not being able to see you. I assume you won't be sitting front and center in the, the Crimson Chaos or the student section anymore. It's like every Alabama game I turned on TV, you uh, you, you, know, you made national television. You guys kind of had a little core group that sit there, I think, in, uh, in the middle and kind of got that thing rolling. So it was like every time I turned on my TV, there was your face. So I guess you're going to transition out of that now? Uh, well – where the student section is, it's is in, you know, prime uh, view of the TV cameras, but on the other end of the floor is where we uh, we sit right at the front of the media section. So I do think you'll still probably be able to see me. I probably will be a little more reserved <laughs> than I have been in the past. Right. Uh, cheer, cheering in the media section is kind of a frown upon. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think you'll still probably be able to see me, but maybe not as a. Uh, hype as I have been my earlier years in Alabama. That's amazing. It was like, it was, you almost batted a thousand percent. Every time I turned on a game there, there you were at some capacity, you and there's kind of like I said, seemed like there was three or four of you guys that were always together and always right in the mix of it. So, uh, 
that's a blast, man. Well, Jax, we appreciate you uh, you taking the time and, and getting to do this for me. It was a lot of fun, and, and we talk about relationships and you know building and developing relationships a lot on here and and in our lives and professionally, personally, whatever you want to call them. And uh, you know, definitely thankful our paths cross. It's funny to think, you know, how you can come from a JV football practice to you know kind of where you are now. So. Uh, definitely appreciate your friendship and you taking the time to, to jump on and do this in, in your busy world. And uh, look forward to, you know, we'll be pulling for you here and looking for you on TV and can't wait to watch what you do next. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. I was, you know, I really like what you're doing with the podcast and, you know, I've listened to as many episodes as I can. And, but yeah, like you said, I'm fortunate our paths crossed too. You were young, I, you know, a friendship for a long time like I was telling you other day I can't believe it'd been however many years it's been you know since I met you back then but you know you uh, you really maintained a f- friendship with me and even a lot of those other guys you know that were in our grade and I know that they're they're appreciative of that and you know it's really it says a lot about you that you can maintain that impact on kids all the way from high school until college and you know, even further down the road. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing thinking about guys like you. And I know I gave uh, Jake Tiffin, the guy that graduated, you gave him a little Facebook love. He's getting ready to start his senior year of golf at Troy. And it's it's bizarre to think, you know, how far we've all came since then. So um, just just crazy how time flies. But nonetheless, again, appreciate uh, you taking the time. Enjoy following your, your, your Braves and your Cowboys and your Crimson Tide. And uh, look forward to uh, to getting you on again soon and, and chatting maybe uh, maybe as we get on into the season and just catching up with you and seeing what you got going on. And sir, can't wait. Thanks, Dylan. All right, all right. see you, Jax. See you. Hope you all enjoyed the interview there with Jackson Peebles. It's pretty easy to tell Jax is uh, dedicated and knowledgeable and uh, is a great fan of sport and of teams and uh, of everything and just a great dude. So, we again, we appreciate him taking time out of his busy life and school and work and all the things he has going on to jump on with us. Uh, with that being said, if you have any, you know, if you ever have any suggestions, I had a Facebook Live post on Sunday where, you know, I asked for suggestions of speakers or topics that you want to hear about and got a little feedback. And so we'll continue to work on that. But if you're listening to this and, you know, you know somebody that, you know, you'd like to kind of hear their story or, let them have a chance to share a topic that you want to know about and somebody I can go seek out to bring on. We'd love to do that. You know, this is a service that I provide to you guys. So just let us know how we can better serve you and uh, we'll be, we'll do it to the best of our abilities. So with that being said, turnover, we are winding down this episode and we'll get ready to bring you several more this week. So go check out in the meantime, go check out the press conference, go listen to all the 288 feet. We just recently did a new press conference episode. It was a lot of fun. We talked about best tailgate food, maybe some controversial picks in there. Maybe you'll enjoy. That was number seven. So uh, with that being said, uh, again, let appreciate you as always letting us come through your speakers. Look forward to doing it again soon. Talk to you soon.